Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Angling Waters Outdoors Fishing Network. You're listening to WHIWLP 101.3 FM, Harvard, Illinois. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Harvard Broadcasting. This is Mayor Michael Kelly. I want to personally invite you to join my family as members of WHIW Harvard Community Radio. Your membership will help support an important source for Harvard area-related news and sports. Visit whiwharvard.com for additional details on how you can become a member. WHIW is radio for the community, by the community. Show your support by becoming a member today. Hey, this is Marty Angler. Catch me every Saturday night for Beardo's Roadhouse from 10 to midnight with not your normal classic rock. I'll be playing songs from the 1950s, 60s, 70s, all the way up to today. You never know what you're going to hear. Right here on 101.3 FM, WHIW, Harvard, Illinois, and Harvard Broadcasting. Beardo's Roadhouse is made possible by the general support of our member listeners. This is Mayor Michael Kelly, and you are listening to Angling Waters Outdoors with Marty Angler on 101.3 FM, WHIW. Hey, this is Manny with the Tempest Universe Podcast, and I'm away to uh, Geneva Lake, but I forgot to listen to Angling Waters and Marty Angler, so the only way that I know how to fish is to do it like this. Take it from me, folks. You want to listen to Marty Angler and Angling Waters. Otherwise, this is what's going to go down at Geneva Lake.
Welcome to the Angling Waters Outdoors show with your guide and host, Marty Angler. I lack ambition. Think I'd rather go fishing. The Green Hornets caught more fish than you've lied about, Gustafson. Oh, and I didn't get to that button fast enough. Oh, I am so sorry. Oh, well. Hey, welcome again, Angling Waters Outdoors. I am your guide and host, Marty Angler, and today we're talking fishing for the next 60 minutes. So if you're into it, want to get into it, haven't done it, want to do it, listen up. We're going to give you all the best tips, tricks, and uh, stories and music and recipes for when you catch those fish we're giving it to y'all we're we're the we're the one-stop shop (laughs) all right well anyway uh you know i uh as many of you know um i i'm gonna work on my boat uh this weekend uh try and figure out what the issue is i think i got it narrowed down um gonna try it tomorrow and see what happens uh sundays are always good days uh if we don't get rained out eh, and if we, even if we do but i was talking about it last night so i said oh, hey so how you been fishing with all this heat i said great and uh somebody says uh we ain't caught nothing you ain't obviously you're not listening to the right show man I said, we've been catching fish and posting it every week. Every week. And uh, what have you been doing? Well, playing the fish. <laughs> well, it depends on what they want. So you have to you have to figure out what they want first. And I said, but with the heat, we've pretty much stayed on plastics and uh, little rattle traps. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. You know, it's... It, like I said, it's it's a it's just a process of elimination. You want to be able to go out, and in so, most instances, you start shallow, work your way to the deep water. But with the heat, you want to work from the deep water shallow, because you don't know for sure exactly where those fish are. Um, they may have fed overnight when the water temperatures were cooler. Um, I don't. I can't say I know that there's an optimum time that they will feed. Yeah, they give you the maps, the biorhythmic uh, um, graphs and charts, and they tell you, oh, by the stars, the line, this is the best time to go. No, it's not. Not always. You know, they can't predict the heat. They can't pre- Yeah, I could see a fish feeding in the shallows, you know, um, at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, with 110 uh, heat index and uh, the sun blaring down for the last, you know, six hours. And, uh, yeah, not going to happen. You're going to have to go deep for those fish, if those fish are even going to bite. I suggest you go early. As, as You know, if it's going to be in the 90s, go out there before the sun comes up. Unless the wind's blowing, that water is going to get hot. <clears throat> and you're going to see it, excuse me, on the graphs. Um, most graphs now will tell you the temperature of the top of the water. Now, the shallower you go, 
the more that temperature is going to go down because not down in temperature but down in depth because that heat the sand the rocks the rocks will retain a lot of heat will will soak up that sunshine and will make it hotter so by starting deep you're working the weeds you're working the, the plant life you're working gaps and heck you throw right in the middle of them uh weedless hooks uh not weedless hooks weedless baits weedless plastics um throw your favorite plastic on forget the uh you know the quarter ounce or 16 ounce weight and just throw it now i did say i was going to report on that uh um specialty setup uh with the split shot last week um i did get a couple of hits but no hookups um they were a little higher up in the column um they wouldn't take anything on the top so what we did was uh, we played down to them we played we, we seen them sitting right about six feet down to about 10 feet so we would pitch plastics out there and let them fall down to that. they didn't want it you throw something over there they didn't want it so we went to the windy side of the lake and it just so happened to be really wasn't that windy it was only probably five six seven mile an hour winds but it was blowing the top of the water over and cooling it off you know stirring up that water well we went over we found some uh mid-depth uh down to about seven feet deep some weed lines you know there's weeds gap and then there's weeds and we played that little channel there uh we caught quite a few we lost quite a few uh hooked up on a couple of northern and lost them uh my son was kind of mad he he hooked up on a northern pike with a brand new bait on (laughs) plastic worm it just bit it in half he's like no i want it um it was hitting but it wasn't really eating uh so we noticed we had to we had to let them take it and wait for that second bump bump where they they move it around in their mouth and then set it now sometimes that's not a good idea to wait they'll they'll spit it out sometimes they'll take it they'll hold it and then they'll they'll move it around in their mouth because they really didn't want to eat it but they figure well since i got you anyway (laughs) uh so but we did catch quite a few fish in different places um i thought for sure that uh that rig would have worked uh but then again it was it was kind of a cloudy hazy day i think that rig's going to work better in the sunshine um so we will let you know when when we use that split shot rig and uh just tear up the fish now there's a hump out there i could have probably gotten away being out there on the hump doing it there was five boats on that hump there was no way i was going to have a clear shot to play that um would have snagged somebody or somebody would have snagged me and um i was i was surprised there really wasn't that many out when we got out in the morning um but i was more surprised that they came later in the day um (laughs) now mind you i got sunburnt sunday 
and I spent a lot of time outside, so uh, getting sunburnt was kind of strange. Um, but that's okay. We still caught fish. Um, we were still we were the first boat on. We were the last boat off. And um, other than you know chugging chugging uh, mercury outboard, um, that that's going to be. Uh, I got I, I I think I said I think I got it fixed. We'll find out tomorrow for sure. I cleaned the fuel filter out. Um, you know, it's like an old car. You, you get sometimes you just take that fuel filter out. You got to clean it up and replace it, or you know, clean it, put it back in. Now, there's a trick to those dipping them in gasoline. Old car car trick: dip them in gasoline, then turn them upside down, let them pour out, let them just kind of drip dry. Uh, in the shade, you don't do it in the sun. You do it in the shade, because um, that uh, they'll dry out with the wind and everything else. But it it'll get the job done, and then you're good to at least go for till you get a replacement. Now, naturally, I could just go to Bass Pro Shops and get a replacement, or some marina and get a replacement, or even order one online, which is probably what I'm going to do because. Um, I really do think that's the that's the thing that's the issue because it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, we had it going faster than than uh, three thousand RPMs, but she was dragging. So um, other than replacing all the all the uh, hoses, um, I went the fuel filter route because if you've ever had a car back in the day <laughs> and a fuel filter went bad. It was like trying to stop a mud hole in dry land. It ain't going to work. Um, you open up the hood, pull the fuel filter out. Oh, my God, look at the garbage on that. And you replace it. That's all there is to it. Now, I did find some garbage in there. Now, I've had this boat for a few years. I rarely use the outboard. So I know the gas was old. So that's probably what's got the issue going. So I, I emptied out the tank a couple weeks ago, uh, put in fresh gas, uh, put in some stabilizer like you're supposed to, and uh, she was chugging a little. She, she starts right up. She's just chugging, that's all. So we'll see if this fuel filter thing works. If it does, uh, I'll definitely order a new one and replace it before the season ends. And... Um, also, I'm thinking maybe I might replace the hoses as well because, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I had my last boat. I never replaced anything. I never had an issue with anything. I keep my boat in a garage, so um, I really don't have a lot of issues with things. But the way they make things nowadays, it's probably worth checking into. So I'm going to check into it. We'll see. Um, fuel you know you never know what rusty tank is spitting out so um that pump might be just at the bottom or you know it i don't know so um you just got to check that stuff out now uh i am going to also look into a four-bladed prop for sure this year um i definitely want to get that um you got to get through the next couple of weeks uh we have uh bowling season starting up so i will be busy with doing that uh plus we have the labor day weekend and 
it should be interesting to note that uh, um, once that gets started, uh, oh, smallies, smallies are on, dude. Um, I mean, you can get them now, but as that water temperature starts to cool, they'll come up. They'll hit. They'll tear up top water lures. They'll just tear them up. Um, Go do a little little of that. Um, I also probably gonna try um, some uh, stick baits. Uh, I learned a little trick a long time ago, and, and I never do it in smallie. I always want to do the top water because that's just much more fun to watch. Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, with my uh, uh, crystal minnow. Uh, I love that lure. <laughs> I've caught several bass on that thing so far this year, just since I bought it. It was well worth the trip uh, to find them. It would have well worth been the money to spend to to pay for them, considering they are $18 a piece in some places. I got three of them for 18 bucks. so... Excuse me. It just pays to look around and be frugal. You mean you, you work hard for your money, you earn your money, you got to be frugal. Now, I'm the first person to tell you that I was never frugal until I really decided that I wanted to get in. I mean, I've been a fisherman my whole life. Uh, my uncles, my dad taught me, and, uh, um, well, my one uncle and my dad, they taught me, mostly my uncle, but um, and Uncle Ellen, hey, up in heaven, uh, definitely. Uh, shout out to him for teaching me what I know. Um, and then from there I experimented with other things. Uh, he was strictly a, a, um, live bait fisherman. And, uh, here I come along and I'm throwing plastics and he's like, you ain't going to catch another one of that crap. <laughs> Little Mr. Twisters on a pink, pink, uh, uh, 16th ounce jig head and i'm just whipping them to death it just happens you know you get those those fish but then he'd pull in a walleye and kill it because we were all catching bluegill so um but yeah i just uh it the, he started it really got that blood pumping in me on fishing and um i i did a lot of fishing here and there here and there here and there uh, did some tournament fishing, and I thought that, oh, that's cool, you know. Uh, you know what? It's a lot of work, especially if you don't have the money to do it. Uh, a lot of frustration. Now, I'm not saying that it works out the same way for everybody, okay? Um, but until you get sponsored, it's the money out of your pocket. And, uh, you know, unless you can, you know, unless you're a salesman, you know, you got to sell yourself to get that first sponsor, and then when you get to, well, I don't know about nowadays. I mean, for all I know, they they're like uh, like musicians and uh, 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 movie actors. Uh, they got uh, they got people to do the work for them. I don't know. Personally, I, it was all you on your own. Have a nice day. Uh, yeah, I I I think I could have hung with all the professionals out there uh, for sure. I just didn't have the resources to get to that point. Now, do I regret it? No. No, not at all. Um, I, Like I said, I, it's an experience. I've, I've learned from my experiences. I think I know more now than I did then. Um, and I think I forgot more. 
than then. But, you know, as you get older, you're going to find that that's going to be true for you too because different things come along and you learn different things. And as you're learning different things, you you find out that uh, those things that you should be hanging on to, you kind of forget. And even though you're still, you know, cruising along, you know, making things happen, there are ways of doing things I've completely forgot how to do. Kind of wish I remembered, but um, now my favorite lure back in the day was always a spinner bait. Spinner, you can never go wrong with a spinner bait. And then uh, when I learned about the Vibrex, um, I think I was a little ecstatic because my arm didn't hurt as much at the end of the day. Crankbaits, uh, I've caught a few bass on crankbaits. It's just, um, I don't know, there's just so many different things you can do and so many different places you can throw them and bass seem to be so finicky on crankbaits for me i can throw crankbait fan cast in one spot one side of the boat to the other not catch a thing take a plastic worm a fluke um anything uh anything like that um and just flip it out there twitch it twitch it back twitch it back twitch it back got one you know, in that same area, I could probably catch four or five bass. Now, it, my techniques and crankbaits could be lacking, and uh, I'm just I, I guess I fight it more than I don't because I I like the finesse fish. I love finesse fishing. I think it's just um, I don't remember the last time I put a Texas rig worm on. I maybe it was a couple of years ago. I did it just for giggles, but. You know, um, there are just so many things uh, you can get away with doing without it. Uh, you can let it go all the way down to the back. You can put a split shot on the end of that. Remember we were talking about the split shot last week? You could put a split shot on the end of it. You can put two split shots on the end. You can make it as heavy as you want and just put it an inch up, up front or right up to the hook. It's up to you. Um, and let it go all the way down and twitch it up, let it fall, twitch it up, let it fall. I mean, it's the same process. Um, now, uh, if you have a floating worm, you take those split shots or a weight and, and move it, you know, 18 to 24 inches away, now you're Carolina rigging. You know, you can do that with a stick bait, too. Take a stick bait, tie that on the end of it, put a, a half-ounce weight on there, cast it out there, and let it hit the bottom. And then you can use your, uh, put your trolling motor on one, put your foot on it, cruise around the lake, just hop in that thing every so often. And it just changes the, the way that the thing swims. So many things, so many different ways to do things. Um... I like the finesse fishing because you can be slow or fast with it. If the fish are really aggressive, you can move it. You can drift along the lake with the wind push across the lake and just fish the tops of the weeds. That'll work too. Um, you can get it down deep into the water and uh, just sometimes, uh, you know, the way it falls. You know, what I do is I pull it up really hard up to about 12 o'clock and then just let it drop down. 
as that pulling that slack out because the wind's drifting as long as it's not drifting too fast that that plastic has turned and started downhill like it's dying and man i'm telling you it's killer um there are so many different things you can do um even even with uh your ned rigs and stuff you know don't think you have to fish them super slow you don't um i wouldn't rip them across the top of the water but i would you know cast them down pop pop let it sit reel in your slack watch your line pop 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 let it sit you know or just hop it along once at a time it it, you know vary your cadence vary your speeds you'll find what the fish want um uh, let's see ned rigs anything finessey um i like using spy baits to me spy baits you can get them down um just as far uh just click it and slow i mean you can really go slow and it doesn't change depth because you're going slow it's because you're pulling it they the designers really knew what they were what they were after when they got that one and it worked it works for me uh i know uh <laughs> i think i impressed my neighbor i think he went out and bought some i'm not sure i'll have to ask him but uh I pulled a four and a half pound bass out in front of his face and uh, on a spy bait. And I just let it go all the way down to the bottom, clicked the bail, tightened up my, my line a little bit, and just started slowly reeling it back. He goes, you ain't going to catch nothing. And I, just as he said that, I hit it. And when I hit it, and he's like, holy crap. <laughs> it wasn't the exact word, but, yeah, it was close. Um, you have to think outside the box sometimes with the in, with the stuff that you should be throwing inside the box so you always want to remember did i try everything i can think of you know and, and here's another thing i'll tell you um if you put a 16th tiny little weight on your uh line on a um stick bait um three two and a half three inch stick bait small one and just drop it in the water and you'll see how far down it'll go before it'll stop you've just created a suspending bait there's a trick for you when you do that you just want to slowly pull it up because it's going to make the bait go down a little bit lower and then just stop well it's not going to go any deeper it's going to come back up to that spot where that weight will hold it down under the water if it does bring it all the way up to the top, put another 16th ounce on there. If you can get it to go down about four or five inches in the water and just sit there, now you've created a suspending bait. Sometimes you can pull that, pull that, and then just let it set up. And as it's coming up, it'll stop in that range just before the top of the water. And that the fish are feeding a feeding top on the top or near the top, because sometimes they won't break water. They won't come all the way up to the top. They'll come up just behind it. If you remember, Bill Dance had this spinner bait years ago. It was about 18 inches long. And it was literally the hook with a, uh, I guess you want to call it a spinner bait skirt, down on one side. And this spinner bait, or buzz bait, was at the top. And it caught fish 
what it tells you, and a lot of guys do this too, is they'll put, take their spinner baits or their um, uh, buzz baits, and they'll tie in a fly about 18, 20 inches back behind it. You know, tie it right to the back hook. And they'll cast it out, and they'll, they'll bring this thing across the water. And nine times out of ten, that, that fly is what gets hit because they don't want to come all the way up to the surface. So these little tricks are things to keep in your catalog, in your brain. And days when you when they're coming up and they're just bumping your lure on the top of the water, try one of those. Uh, what kind of fly? Pfft, I have no idea. Pick a fly, any fly. Pick them all. Pick a little nymph, little little nymph. You might get a bluegill doing it too. The trick is when you go out to fish, unless you're fishing a tournament, you're out there to have fun, you're out there to catch fish. Does it matter if you're catching just bass? Mm, sometimes. Most of the time, I'm catching something. Uh, uh, if you need to survive by eating fish, yeah, a little trick for that. Survival fishing. We've done, we've done a show on that. Sometimes, little things. You know, <laughs> I have to laugh. <laughs> um, as a fisherman, as a guy that used to throw garbage to back in the day for a garbage company, um, maggots are the worst smelling things, but they turn into flies. Um. My wife just just can't stand maggots. Just hates them. Um, and she'll say, "Oh, the garbage can's full of maggots." I go, wait, wait, wait. What'd you do with it? She goes, "Oh, I cleaned it out already." I go, oh, man, I got a styrofoam cup here. I could have filled some up and went bluegill fishing with. Um, so you always want to remember that. You know, you take a piece of meat, let it rot out. You see the maggots, you nail it. You got now. You got your they got your uh, maggots for ice fishing, or regular fishing. So I mean, survival tips. Uh, you can, uh, you know, any dead animal you find on the side of the road. You just wait. Maggots will be there. Just scoop them up, put them in there, put the cap on it, put them in your refrigerator. Keep your, your refrigerators cold, it'll slow down their metabolism. But unfortunately, within a few days, they're either going to die or uh, turn into flies. You want to use them as soon as you can. So um, different little tricks like that. Little bitty hooks, uh, little jig hooks, little tiny ice jig hooks. Because it's just so much easier. Um, the fish will take them and they'll, they'll engulf them. Boom! You got one, and if you're survive on in survival mode, that's the that's the easy way to do it. Um, when you're fishing something like that, you want to go at least two pound test line because at the most you don't want to go any higher than four. I really I really stick to the two because if you can find one pound, I'd get the one pound, but it's hard to find sometimes. So. You just, yeah, I've gone crazy. I've gone told you everything. <laughs> Survival mode, bass fishing in the heat, uh, fixing my boat and all that stuff. But here, you know, it's it's how you want to fish. You can bluegill fish that way as well. 
take a little ice fishing jig head, put it on a bobber, and I've told you this before, um, 12 to 14 inches on the you know from the bobber bottom, cast it out shallow water underneath trees, anywhere you can see that there's shade and 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 aquatic life plants, and you'll find bluegill. Now, if you're not finding them there, they're going to be on the inside of the, or just on the inside of the weed line to the shallow side during the day. At night, maybe a little more deeper. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, we've done that a lot of times. We've gone fishing for bass and, you know, uh, got tired of figuring it out caught one or two or we've had one of those days where we caught 30 or 40 already and it's only eight o'clock well let's go do some bluegill fish so we'll go bluegill fish for two hours and then we'll be done and we'd have it we would have enough food to eat for a couple of weeks so just a thought um just a thing going on so anyway uh i'm going to take a break here you're listening to angling waters outdoors i am marty angler and uh, i think what we're going to do is we're going to play this this song here by Arlo Ar, Ar, Arlo Guthrie. Oh, I mean not. It just disappeared. Okay, uh, let's go with this one. Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly. Laughing happy fish heads in the evening, floating in the soup. Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. Ask a fish head anything you want to, they won't answer, they can't talk. Round two, name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was fishing last Friday on a lake in Mississippi in the humid summer heat. On a boat with my best friend Cletus who was sleeping in the back seat. Well, the bites were slow and we were running low on chips and Gatorade. It'd been a long, hard day. I felt a tug on the line and I didn't pay attention. It was spinning way too fast. Before I knew it, I was staring at a 10-pound shiny bass. When I tried to pull the fish inside, I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh. I was so scared. I threw my rod up in the air. Cletus, take the
Gustafson. Mr. Angler. Yes, sir, Mr. How Robert. about we have fish for dinner tonight? You have recipes? Oh, I have a few recipes, Mr. Wong, that's for sure. If you want one of these recipes, just send me a uh, email at awoshow at comcast.net and say, Hey, Marty, can I have that recipe? You know, the one, this one here is Carolina Hash. And uh, <clears throat> what you need is four good-sized bass, perch, or stripers. You need about three pounds. Two medium onions diced, a uh, pound of sliced bacon cut into small squares, six large white potatoes diced and boiled. Bring a large pot of water to boil. Add potatoes and cook until fork tender, about ten minutes. Scale and clean fish. Remove all bones except spine. Uh, boil fish until done, about 10 minutes. I would, uh, because of me, being me, I would uh, fillet these fish. Just take the skin right off. Uh, then you would fry the bacon in a skillet until golden brown. Pour bacon and grease into small bowl. While bacon, potatoes, and fish are steamy hot, Place them. Place each item on table separately. 
and then it says each diner can then put a good amount of potatoes fish in there and after mixing remaining bones from fish uh, mix ingredients into hash I say put them in a big bowl mix it all together and serve it like that but that's me not you you do what you want um, and then you're supposed to spoon the bacon bits over the top no I put them in it eh, nothing wrong with a little bacon bacon tasting fish right <laughs> alright that's number one uh, the second one is going to be a uh, oven fried pan fish which I thought was kind of interesting and again uh, just send me an email if you want this recipe and I will send it to you uh, preheat oh, I'm sorry you need four f- fish fillets cooking oil one egg one uh, tablespoon of milk uh, two cups of seasoned breadcrumbs seasonings to taste preheat your oven at three I'm sorry 450 pour a shallow layer of oil in a baking pan or cookie sheet you need only enough to coat the fillets and keep them from sticking beat egg with milk dip fillets in egg and roll in breadcrumbs place fillets in the oiled pan turning once to coat both sides with oil bake 9 to 12 minutes depending on thickness turning over once halfway through cooking you can add spices or seasoning to the breadcrumbs to give the fish slightly different flavors try garlic salt pepper cayenne pepper or for another interesting variety try one of the flavoring cooking oils as well there you have it there's your recipes for this week and hopefully uh, when you catch those fish you're trying these recipes if you do let me know. Couldn't hurt. Give a review. All right. And as we uh, are moving right along here. Um, Mr. Angler. Yes, sir, Mr. Wong. How about we have fish for dinner tonight? You have recipe? I just gave you a recipe, Mr. Wong. What's wrong Mr. with you? Mr. Angler. Oh, you what? got fish report for this yeah. week? <laughs> a little embarrassed, are you? Okay. <laughs> yes, I do, Mr. Wong. I got fishing reports this week. We're going to start here, right here in the Fox Chain of Lakes here in northern Lake County, Illinois. Uh, the walleye, I'm sorry, western Lake County, Illinois. I keep calling it northern Lake County, Illinois. Well, we are northern Lake County, but I give up. Anyway, the walleyes on the chain are starting to bite with jig and minnow combinations or spinner rigs with night crawlers are the best producers. Reports of good panfish have been coming in, small jigs under a float and bobber. Shallow portions of the bay seem to be producing quite well. Bass have been hitting rappella, I'm sorry, rattle traps fished in shallow areas as well as roll slow rolled spinner baits near the bottom. Look for the inside edges of weed beds. They are good transition points between cover and their spawning areas. That sounds like an old one actually, but hey, it's a good thing. I mean, that's what I would throw. Anyway, out of there, we're going to go down to Lake Michigan. No, we're going to wait in Lake Michigan. That's going to be the last one. Try to do that one last. Crab Orchard Lake crappies are still being found near the shore on shallow cover. Minnows and jigs are both effective. Bluegills are being caught in shallow areas. Some fish are still biting on crickets and waxworms. Catfish are being caught on, in good numbers on cut bait bass action has been good on a variety of baits jigs and spinner baits are the best (laughs) 
Carlisle Lake catfish action is hot around the main lake riprap as fish are moved in to spawn. Uh, the best success have been uh, nightcrawlers, shad, cut shad, and stink baits. Crappie action has been slowed somewhat as fish are moved into post-spawn mode. I think this is an old report. Well, let's move on. Uh, Kincaid Lake bass action has been pretty good, particularly in evenings. Good numbers of fish are being caught around the islands on spinnerbaits and soft plastics. Crappies are a bit slower, but fish are being caught in decent numbers. Most fish are holding four to six feet of water and are being caught primarily on minnows. Bluegills are being caught in good numbers. Some fish are still on beds. This is almost in September. No, I don't think they're on beds. Waxworms and red wigglers are both effective. Um, I think they're they're telling me this is a new report. Uh, most bluegills have moved off beds. Uh, yeah, like a month ago. <laughs> uh, let's move into central Illinois. Lake Shelbyville bass have been good in shallows and coves. Walleyes are good over newly covered wrecks. Rock and riprap crappies are spotty. Evergreen Lake crappies, catfish, and bluegills are best. Crappies are still biting in the evening and after dark. Good spots continue to be the boat rental, swim beach, and uh, pump house areas. Off into Wisconsin. Oh, I didn't do the. Gotta do the Lake Michigan report. Uh, North Harbors are experiencing a late summer lull. Uh, a few reports of limits are coming in, but the fish are still there. Cohos and a mixed bag of steelhead are reported. Flasher fly combos and magnum spoons in 80 to 100 feet of water. Boaters in the deeper areas are having better luck. The south end is still showing good limits of coho and kings. Flasher fly and brighter color spoons have been top producers. Good catches of smallmouths are being reported with those targeting them. The best producers are goby imitating jigs or drop shot rigs with 4-inch minnow-style plastics. Jerk baits are also showing some good action. The shore anglers on Navy Pier, as well as some of the downtown harbors, have reported some great catches of perch. Minnows on crappie rigs are doing the best. The offshore bite has slowed a bit, but if you can find the schools, you can get some big fish. Now we're going to Wisconsin, then. The Lake Michigan Metro Lakes area. Kenosha anglers are eagerly awaiting the arrival of Chinook salmon as they start their fall spawning run. Despite plenty of effort, anglers are still having trouble catching fish. Boat anglers don't fare much better than when rough winds uh, made for slow fishing. Hmm. Uh, Racine Piers and Shoreline saw another increase in angling activity as more Chinook salmon continue to stage close to shore the weather favored shore fishermen as the wind and waves remain fairly calm that's in Racine okay um, a few cohos and kings were caught on spoons Racine boat anglers had, gave it a whirl but those who did go out had limited success around Milwaukee anglers at Grant Park caught smallmouth carp and some panfish on crawlers Boat anglers reported catching a few brown trout, lake trout, and chinook at Bender Park. Ramp on spoons in 40 to 70 feet of water. McKinley Pier anglers caught brown trout, coho, and kings on spoons when the water was less choppy. Smallmouths could be caught using plastic tube jigs. McKinley Ramp boat anglers were fishing between 30 and 150 feet of water, and they made hefty catches of rainbow trout, 
lake trout and chinook along with a few coho and brown trout. Port Washington boat anglers caught a few kings within the harbor waters. In Sheboygan catches consistent, consisted mostly of kings with a few rainbows and cohos. Over in Lake Winnebago, Lake Winnebago has been giving up some perch, but anglers have had, had to move around because they're not always in the same spots on consecutive days. Word on the walleyes and white bass have been quiet, but catfish have been making some noise in the river. If you want to head up there and check it out, it's Fox River Bait, 920-233-7409. In the Madison area, Lake Mendota perch have been tight to the weeds, and anglers have been fishing them in all the usual spots. They're sorting through a lot of small perch and getting bigger ones. Some bluegill have been mixed in with the perch, and some have been caught on the bars. On Lake Monona, guys are catching panfish from deep weed edges out in 20 to 25 feet. When they're out that far, fish will be holding in 4 to 5 feet off the bottom. Lake Wisconsin action has been sporadic. If you're looking for any of that information, Dorn Hardware, 608 244 5403 and then in the Eagle River area water temps remain pretty high because of that warm spell but with cooler nights now we'll see a slow drop in those temps the shallow weeds are starting to turn brown but not the deeper ones walleye fishing is okay right now with most smaller fish being caught as water temperatures drop we'll start to see bigger fish with regularity fish in six to ten feet on the chain off the weeds if the walleyes aren't there they move to the weeds and weed pockets crawlers and minnows are working on deeper lakes 10 to 15 foot range is best right now take uh take some deep rock bars on these <laughs> check out that take okay go to the rock bars on these lakes also bass fishing remains good with largemouth still mostly in shallow cover smallmouth and deeper uh, and biting well especially on jigs and leeches musky action is very slow towards the end of last week but still good time for bucktails and surface baits over weeds and you never know what you're going to get in that uh, kind of scenario. Also, I think we're going to head over to Minnesota because everything else looks like it was last week. Uh, let's start with Lake Mille Lacs. Uh, crankbaits or plastics are producing smallmouth bass during the day on 12 to 18 foot rocks, but some fish can be found shallower off points and rocks during the evening and early morning hours. Walleyes continue to hit crawlers on the edges or top of mud flats, depending on the time of day. Trolling lead core and crankbaits off the flats in 30 feet or more is producing bigger walleyes as well. On the west side, evening walleye action remains most consistent on the flats or points in 18 to 22 feet with leeches or crawlers. Midday hours are best spent off mud flat edges with spinners and live bait. You'll find smallmouth mixed in with walleyes on or off rock points and reefs in 8 to 12 feet. Plastics and live bait continue to turn smallies on. If you go over to Lake of the Woods, walleye reports remain strong over 25 to 29 feet in front of Pine Island. 
But if you find uh, south wind blows, Zippo Bay and Grayston Beach areas have been also producing. Anglers are finding walleyes in the 24 to 28 foot on the mud or tops of the sides of most reefs. Drifting or trolling spinners with crawlers and trolling crankbaits have been go-to presentations. The Rainy River producing a mixed bag of walleye sauger, pike, bass, and sturgeon. Spinners and crawlers or trolling crankbaits are a good way to locate walleyes, and some are holding in deep holes and can be jigged once located. The sturgeon keep season continues through September 30th, and the catch and release begins October 1st. At the northwest angle, walleyes are biting on both sides of the border in U.S. waters, and deep mud of Little Traverse Bay continues to produce walleyes in 28 to 33 feet on spinners and crankbaits. Pike and muskie anglers are catching fish on weedy points with jerkbaits or topwater presentations. And let's see, Leech Lake, muskie anglers continue to raise fish on the main lake rocks and points with bucktails or topwater baits. Walleyes are being caught, but you have to cover water with a spinner and a crawler on the main lake bars and breaks in 12 to 16 feet. Some fish are showing up shallower on the wind-driven points and trolling crankbaits at night in 9 to 12 feet is turning walleyes off sand and cedar points. Rainy Lake walleyes have been on the move as they begin to move towards early fall locations. Most are now being taken with large minnow, tikka minnows, or other ripping guide glide baits. Northern pike are being caught over deep water and trolling by trolling uh, crankbaits and crappies and they're schooling up and being caught in mud areas over 6 to 10 feet. Smallmouth bass are being found in the 20 to 28 foot rock piles. Uh, Red Lake, uh, windy conditions have again made it difficult to get on the lake over the past week. There are There is a window to fish. Anglers are catching walleye by covering water with crankbaits in 10 to 12 feet. As water temperatures start to cool, areas closer to the shore should start being productive as well uh, let's see what else we got over in the Detroit Lakes area a few walleyes are being taken early and late each day on Big Cormorant Lake and Big Detroit Lake in 13 to 20 feet with minnows and crawlers uh, the weed edges on many Point Lake are producing crappies, while sunfish can be had 10 to 12 feet on Cotton Lake and Tamarack Lake. And that looks like all the good ones I have. So, as it is, we've come to another end of our show. So, don't be sad we'll be back next week (laughs) we'll be back next week with more stuff and you guys have a great day go fishing catch anything post it on angling waters outdoors facebook page we'll talk later have a good one ciao
of uh, Mr. Angler say, you come back next week. Maybe we have more stuff. Bye-bye. The Green Hornet's caught more fish than you've lied about, Gustafson. This is Mayor Michael Kelly, and you are listening to Angling Waters Outdoors with Marty Angler on 101.3 FM WHIW. Hey, this is Marty Angler. Catch me every Saturday night for Beardo's Roadhouse from 10 to midnight with not your normal classic rock. I'll be playing songs from the 1950s, 60s, 70s, all the way up to today. You never know what you're going to hear right here on 101.3 FM, WHIW, Harvard, Illinois, and Harvard Broadcasting. Beardles Roadhouse is made possible by the general support of our member listeners. You're listening to the Angling Waters Outdoors Fishing Network. You're listening to WHIWLP 101.3 FM, Harvard, Illinois. Harvard Broadcasting. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.